Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Ooh, I do. I do. The boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow, and I'll be alongside you up until 7 p.m. this evening. We will pass the baton figuratively and literally to Mike Vitale of True to the Game alongside me. Mike Trujillo. Mike Trujillo. What did yeah. I say? And Mike, Mike And Mike Vitale. On the ones I, I and will be there. They'll both be there. On the ones and twos, Mike Vitale. In the other room, Michael, how are you? Your boy is here. Oh, I like Ooh, that. Hey-o. I like that. Coming in hot. I like it. And the number one plaintiff in my courtroom, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? I'm just missing my dude. I went to the gym this morning without you. I had a uh, matter I had to tend to with the lady friend, and um, thank you for asking. It went well. Thank you. Well, in for future reference, okay. you need to work around your schedule. And put me first. <laughs> Vans before. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hose. Okay. I try not to use the word hose because I have some hose friends and I don't want to offend. Sure. And it were <laughs> a fastly approaching Christmas, so it'll be bros before ho ho hose. Ah, nice. Yeah. Which is a chocolate delight from those, Fancy Those are only two hoes. Ah, okay. Two, two hoes in that one. Uh about 200 and something years ago, Van. Okay. About 300 years ago, Van. Okay. The Plymouth, or excuse me, the Plymouth Rock was founded by the Mayflower and the Pilgrims. And because of that action, Vernon Koontz is sitting with us right here <laughs> in this studio on this program. Vernon Koontz, sideline reporter for ProView Networks, does all the biggest games in the state. A uh, hype man for the, the Duke City Gladiators. Yes, sir. So if you've been to a game, you already know the voice. Uh, welcome to the program, friend. First time. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here, guys. This is going to be fun. Stoked like to it. have you, man. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, good, yeah. it's good to see you because we weren't able to see the Lobos and uh, Aggies game last night due to tech diffs. I don't know. I think someone didn't pay the bill. It's a, I, something. I, I, that, something happened there. Sabotage. It's, it was a beat. They turned on Beastie Boys, and then the whole thing went out. Uh, Vernon, before we jump into the news of the day and what's going on, talk a little bit about you and uh, introduce you to the friends of the show. You and I are very familiar with each other professionally. We've never had an opportunity to do this yet. But uh, I first came across your talents at the Gladiators games. You, you can talk for three straight hours. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's my job, man. I, I mean, hype up the crowd at the Gladiator games and – you know, do the player introductions. It's pretty high energy, and you know, get the building, set the tone for for the energy. I mean, that's what I do, man. So I was wildly impressed the first game I saw you being a hype man. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, can he follow me around everywhere I <laughs> yeah. go, every day of my life? That would make my life so much better. Instead of that really sad tuba player that follows you around all the time. Yes, burr, 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 burr. all the time. All the time. I'm like, where do you come from? And Vernon, you got into the world of microphone play at sporting events because you got out of playing sports as you be, you were an athlete, but then you were a quitter. 
I mean, I don't want to know. I don't want to say a quitter. I mean, oh, okay. Got old. I mean, that's similar to quitting. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, similar. I yeah. for years Your body quit on you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically, great. Pretty pretty good. A uh, little prep high school player, and then you're a pretty good collegiate high school player or baseball player. Exactly. And then you were a professional baseball player. I did. Yeah, talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah, I played some independent baseball um, for a couple years. It, it was tough, man. I mean, that that daily grind of playing every day is tough. Meant not just physically, but mentally. I mean. I get asked a lot, you know, what's the biggest difference between playing college and playing, you know, independent professional baseball, and I would say it's the mental aspect. It's not so much the physical. I mean, college, you're not playing every day. Yeah, you have practice, you have games, but at the pro level, you're literally playing every day, and nobody's telling you to put in extra work. It's either you do it or you get cut. I mean... It's that simple. So. so did you do the year-round thing or the independent league, fall league, spring league, and just wrap it all around? I did. Um, most of the time that I was playing professional, um, it was for about seven, eight months of the year. So, And if not, that was spent you know, in off-season training. So it, it was tough. What years uh, were you in the independent circuits? Uh, 2008 through 2011. Cool. So, and then yeah. so of all the talent you played with or against the guys that come up, uh, who would have a, like of a notoriety? Who, yeah, who did drop. Yeah, who'd you hit off of that ended up maybe taking the bump for, for, for a team that someone would be familiar with? Oh, man. Um, Jose Jumbo Diaz, he actually um, was a setup man for Chapman when uh, he was with the Reds. Right. So um, that was probably one of the best pitchers I faced because he's about 6'4", about 300 pounds. And he throws about 97, 98. An elite yeah. athlete is what you're talking about. I mean, but he throws BBs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was hard to hit off of him. Got a but body a that makes guy. Bartolo Colon jealous. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Just imagine yeah. a taller, yeah, Bartolo yeah. Colon, but just throws a lot harder. So, yeah. So, so you played baseball until the age of what? I uh, was, what, 34? Okay. 30, 33 when that's I was done. Impressive. So. And that's when you decided to make the jump to the microphone, or you had already, you'd already had some experience there? You know what? I started sports announcing in college, um, my four-year school that I went to right outside of Dallas. Um, as a favor, volleyball coach came up to me in the uh, summer and asked me if I wanted to do our PA announcing. And I was like, man, I don't, I've never done that. And he's like, oh, just try it. Just do our first men's uh, football game, home game, and the first volleyball game. See how you like it. Well, I did it, and then that next week, our athletic director called me in the office and was like, we'd be getting calls about you left and right. So they offered me the job, and my junior and senior year, that was it. And then my biggest experience came the year after I was done with baseball. I traveled with the show basketball team, Harlem uh, Ambassadors around mm -hmm. the world, and that's skit basketball. So you, I mean, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Everything is skit-oriented, and you got to feed off the crowd, and the, so you don't know this van. I used to. Well, you know this. <clears throat> so I used to run a boys and girls club. Ran a boys and girls sure. club outside of St. Louis, Missouri, for some years, and we recruited the Harlem Ambassadors to come out and, and do like a fundraiser game for us. Wow. And yeah, so a super small world. And working with them was as fun as working with any fundraiser organization you've ever been a part of because their cut was fair, but it wasn't large. Mm -hmm. And they come in and they give you the whole deal. So it's like, here's how you sell tickets. Here's the link. Here's all you have to do is yep. put it in front of people. And it was a really good, I got goosebumps even think about it. It was a really good resource. You had to provide a gym, obviously, but it was a really good resource to like help like young kids. At least that's what we were doing in, in a fundraising role. I think maybe I also saw him here in Albuquerque one time at the event center question mark. They were. Um, so how they usually do it is there would be two teams of us and one would go West coast, one would go East and we'd split. Um, but yeah, I mean, traveling around and being able because we, we did a lot of outreach stuff 
So say we're in a certain city and the game was actually Thursday, we might get there on a Tuesday and go on a tour to the schools in the area and just give and encourage the kids, um, stay in school, stay off of drugs, things like that. So that was the, the cool thing for me is just having my baseball avenue and then going right into that, being able to mentor kids was just, that was a good good thing to see, you know. Gladiators, oh, go ahead. So you're so good at your job. You have a dynamic <laughs> personality. Like when they handed you like your first PA job, they just handed you the microphone. Was it just a fish in water or did it take some work? It took some work, but my dad was in radio here in Albuquerque for years. Um, a lot of people might know my dad. He worked at Kiss FM for years um, from when I was a young child. To okay. A, yeah. Who? Name, name, drop the name, name. Name drop. Vernon King was his radio name. Vernon oh, King. okay. So he was so... This tells you how far I go back to Kiss FM. Randy Savage, Joe Mama, yeah. I mean Jackie James, the original Jackie James. Randy There's Savage. multiple Jackie James. Yeah, there is. Okay, yeah. uh, it's like pro wrestling. It's like <laughs> it's like Santa's little helper yeah. in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy Savage cut our first intro here. Yeah, when we started production. Yeah, a million years ago. What so. a guy. Small Same. world. Yeah. How about small, Johnny Vaughn? Small business. Small business. Who Johnny, is Johnny Vaughn? Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, I was young, but I remember that name. So uh, obviously a, a natural ad and a natural for it. And the Duke City Gladiators, um, I don't know if there's a better, well, number one, I just entertainment value, it's very top tier for me. Sure. Like I, I'm an Ice Tubs guy, obviously, through and through. I'm a United guy, through and through. I'm a Duke City Gladiators guy, through and through. Give me the runners, too. I'm a big runners guy. That's t- top shelf for me. But what they, the freedom they give you and the interaction you have with the crowd and how that works, can you talk about like the value that's brought to like a sporting event when there's not a second of downtime? Like stoppage and play is not stoppage and entertainment at the Duke City Gladiators. Yeah, you know what? That's that's the main thing about going to these games is I tell people you don't have to be a, a football fan necessarily to like the games. I know plenty of friends and family members that you know are not big football fans, but they love coming to arena football games. And when people ask that have never been to games, I tell them, I mean, literally, if you blink, you'll miss something. Sure. I mean, because like you said, I mean, whether it's a big hit, whether it's somebody going over the wall, um, even as far as what I do uh, during TV and media timeouts, I'm on the field either playing games with the kids on the field or adults or I'm in the stands messing with somebody. So, I mean, there's always something going on and there's not a lot of dead air. So. And it's high scoring. I mean, most of the games are in the 50s or above as far as points go. So, I mean, it makes it fun. Since you got on with the Gladiators, it's been nothing but success. So here's your opportunity to take complete credit for all of it. This is all you. I agree completely. You're, you're the key to all the Gladiator success. <laughs> take that, yeah. Nate Davis. Ready, go. Take your Oh, Nate. Yep. You heard it here, <laughs> Nate. Yeah. And I just saw Nate Sunday. So, I mean, I'm going to take all the credit, Nate. Vernon and I connected. He's probably going to text me now. Watch. See? Yeah. Vernon and I connected this past week, and uh, we were playing uh, like, tur- like turkey football. We were playing like Thanksgiving. Turkey yeah. And we had a lot of fun this past Sunday at uh, North Domingo Baca. We were out running routes and doing some things. And uh, there was, what, 25 people maybe out there, 25 or so, 30 people. We had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and two of those people were wearing Jacksonville Jaguars gear, and they're both sitting in this room. <laughs> they, we are, yeah, because there's about five in the state counting my dad. So. Yeah. So that's it for your boys. Let's grab a break when we get back. I want to talk about the Lobos game from last night. Uh, I would break down the game, but wasn't yeah. able to see it. Didn't watch it. No I mean, clue. To be fair, not to too be many fair. people <laughs> Not too many people did. Dave Busters presents two men on the Lobos game from last night. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Oh. Watch, watch the three-point shot. 
Here goes House to the rim. Layup is good. They don't pick up Jalen. 28 for House. Lobos 91. Directio State 80. It's the biggest margin for either team in the game. All right, fellas. 101-94. Do you want to call it a shootout or do you want to call it a blackout? I think blackout's more. That's what it was. Somebody didn't pay that bill. Michael, you were on the broadcast last night on KKOB working with Rob Portnoy to bring it. had to run the game. You ran it through like a cell phone. He went through a cell phone. We tried different variations of trying to get on. None could work because the ether and, and uh, internet uh, access were uh, not even there. Well, it was here's out. What, here's what you need to do, Vitaly. You need to come off a little bit of coin. You need to get Rob a hot spot. <laughs> that just, wouldn't have worked. It would not have worked. Yeah, There's right? Zero percent chance. So, um, Did anybody try turning the city off and back on again? That's a good question, Michael. It, it happened on campus. That's where they located the problem. Well, I say move was, the stadium then. Move it off campus. It's an so, antiquated place, boom. too. 505-246-0610. Whatever UNM fraternity turned the lights off on the game, call us. Yes. Oh, that's Let gold. us know how you did it. That's gold. <laughs> if you well, did that, man. They survived the blackout. Big win You're for them. You're a legend. <laughs> Sigma, alpha, whatever. I can just imagine, Mike, you over in the KKOB studio just just pulling your hair out, trying to figure this thing out. Actually, you can call Rob and ask him. I was actually calm, and I don't know why, nope. because everything fell apart. Yeah, I've never and seen Rob that. Rob didn't fall apart either. He did an incredible job. Uh, here's the uh, breakdown I got from Adam Young, the broadcaster for New Mexico State. He said, quote, Heated game, very little defense, a number of technicals. House and Allen both scored 31. I think House only had 29. Um, but that's literally all the synapses I can give you because wow. I didn't watch it because it wasn't on my ESPN+. Plus. Well, for the first time, the uh, the smaller guy, the uh, Lobos, which is a smaller team, out-rebounded the bigger and more physical Aggies. So that was a plus. And that's the first time in, what, five games that yeah. they out-rebounded their opponent? Yep. Ooh. That's a start. I mean, that this is a start. Turn the program around, you and know, new 30, coach. 35 of 42 from the free throw line, which they've been struggling lately. So that's a good win on the road. All right, so according to the Lobos website, House did have 31. All right, so, Vernon, you played independent league baseball. Not always the finest facilities, right? Oh, yeah. yeah sometimes a little rough. Yeah, it could be a little rough sometimes. How is this D1 college not have a backup plan at their facility if the power goes out? Like, what, what, is, what is New Mexico State Aggie doing down there that they can't figure out <laughs> how to get electricity to where people are? I don't understand how you don't have a backup generator in that arena. Exactly. That's not a small – I mean, it's not a NBA size arena, but it's not a high school-size arena. I mean, that's the pretty big Pan gym. American Center, is that right, man? Yeah, Pan, Pan American. Yeah, Pan Am Center. And Could have been avoided. It, it definitely. I saw the black keys there put on a good show. Were the lights on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a black key song when the lights go out. Ah, nice. Uh, For, yeah. Forbearing like seven years ago. So I, uh, I don't remember who's. I think it was you, Vernon. The, the, wait, oh, the, pit, the pit has like a whole basement full of generators. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's well, what I don't understand with the Pan Am Center. Why well, are they skimping out, Pan Am? I don't know. And then, maybe they were just so afraid. They were like, hey, all right, we got an idea. We don't want to play. Like, I know we're favored by 10.5, but this Lobo team looks pretty good. I don't know. Maybe we're going to lose by seven. I don't know. Let's break the rhythm up. That's yeah. what they were thinking. Well, it's the weird thing is the Super first Bowl. time in two years that they they met up the rivals and then within five minutes into the game it went to pot. The one well, the thing that got me about this too is the last time that the Aggies won in, or lost at home was against the Lobos. I mean, you got you woof, got someone's woof, number. Woof. I co I text Rich co- uh, Coach Richard Patino last night after the game. I'm like, hey, uh, like that's a statement win, Coach. 
I imagine he got a lot of texts because he didn't get back to me. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, I can give you a box score though, and we're not the box score show. But uh, Jalen House going for going for thirty against. I mean, against who you got to. I mean, that's what it's about. This is a rivalry game. This is the most points. You're the best player. This is the exclamation point you you expect, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, this is hopefully this spins the program in the right direction. I mean, I know Lobo basketball has been suffering a little bit or suffering a little bit, you know, in years past. But I think this will get the win and or this win will turn them around a little bit. And only 28 minutes, Van, your boy, Jamal Mashburn Jr. goes for 19 um, he is a unique talent, and if there's name, image, likeness, opportunity for me to buy that jersey, I will do it. Boom. I mean, UNM has probably one of the best backcourts in the whole West with uh, House and uh, Mashburn Jr., so get out and watch them. They're, they're fun to watch. They're really fun to watch, and they're going to run up and down the court if, if the gameplay dictates it. Yeah, I mean, just watching them years previous, I went to a lot of games last year, and I think that was the – the weakness was them getting out-rebounded, just out-physical, just on in every aspect of the game. And that's where they were losing games by 15, 20, 25 points. And, and they did it without my personal MVP, Sebastian, the Swedish streetball forcing. Oh, they, they didn't even need him. They didn't even need the seven-footer. I just got a text from Rob Portnoy. Um, he's going to connect with the program right now, and we will bring him on to talk about the game last night. Because I mean, he was there in person. Like he saw it, like he brought the action via the Verizon. I mean, but what did he see? Yeah, were, I mean, were, were the light? Were they playing <laughs> yeah. underneath candlelight? <laughs> so yeah, he would. So uh, Michael's bringing him in right now. What do you do if you're down there too? If, if, do you do you like call El Paso and you're like, hey, we need to borrow some electricity? Hey, shoot some <laughs> our way, fellas. Oh, man, Can you line me up, fun. boys? I'm, if I'm El Paso, I hang up. I mean. You're, that's a rival city right there. I mean, yeah. nah. This is how much you, money you got. You no? All right, click. Welcome to the program, friend of the show, friend in real life, voice of your New Mexico Lobos, and the only guy I know who saw the game in its entirety, Rob Portnoy. Robert, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing all right, Fred. How are you doing, friend? Doing well. Also joining us is Vernon Kuntz, uh, hype man for the Duke City Gladiators and sideline reporter for ProView Networks. So, Robert, um... The power goes out, and and Mike said you were pulling your hair out the whole time. Like, what was going on down there? How did you guys figure no. it out? <laughs> There's no doubt. We were pulling hairs. Uh, we were trying every possible thing we could uh, to make that broadcast uh, as normal as possible. Um, you know what? I mean, from from the moment that things go down, we lose power, we lose Internet. Yeah. What, what's, what are our options? Can we do this somehow via Wi-Fi? Can we connect to somebody's hotspot? Can we uh, get a plain old telephone line, you know, up and running? Uh, in the end, we did it off the cell phone. It was the strangest night that I've ever experienced. And, you know, I started doing this in 1998. Uh, it was wild. The fact that the place went pitch black while they were in a media timeout was a stroke of massive good fortune because it could have been dangerous if that had happened while sure. they were actually on court. Um, but we were in the first media break, thank goodness. And initially, it did seem like some sort of thing that had been planned, and a, and a whole bunch of the the fans, you know, started to turn their lights on on their phone, and it kind of felt like a concert for a minute. <laughs> and then everybody realized, wait a minute, lights aren't coming back on. This isn't right. And it turned out to be almost an hour. Um, yeah, chaos, but you know what? You, you just get it done. It, 
you you you're in this business. You know how that goes, and we've all done a game where we've had to string 250 feet of phone line or something crazy to get it done. So I was just happy that we're able to bring something back to the fans who obviously would have preferred to watch it if they could and, and maybe listen to us in addition uh, if they're really industrious, and I get that. Um, but the fact that we're able to, to keep them abreast of what was going on, even if it was on a cell phone, thank goodness that the uh, you know they did get some generator power going so the, the cell phones didn't die. I mean, can, well, you, can you imagine if, if a player was going up for a dunk and the lights went out, I mean, how bad that could have been? Now, honestly, though, I mean. I've never dunked in my life. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, you know, think about the landing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. where, where are the, the feet of the other players underneath him potentially? And, um, yeah, it's scary. It could have been really scary. We dodged a bullet on that for sure. And then major, major props to uh, New Mexico State for figuring it out. I mean, we worked on generator power the entire night from that point forward and to figure out how to get it all uh situated to where they could get the lights at least back up and running to speed so it's bright enough that we could play and get enough power to the main center hung scoreboard so that that was functioning i mean literally nothing else in the building was working they eventually had to shut down the bathrooms even um so uh, unbelievable that we actually finished there, there was a moment where one of the possible scenarios was that this game doesn't get resumed and we have to come back maybe the next day. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and in the end, an incredible win for New Mexico um, to do that in their building to that team, which is really experienced and really good, phenomenal. Well, their power grid obviously sucks. How was the phone service? That's a good question. <laughs> Thank goodness we had a strong <laughs> signal. I'm telling you, Van, it, it, it could have been really interesting uh, if that had been sketchy. And there was a moment as we're literally filling 50 minutes and trying to figure out a way to get reconnected and talking on a cell phone while we're doing that, that I was wondering if we were going to run out of cell phone battery because there was literally no power on press row at that time. And then finally they were able to get uh, some power back to press row the internet and you know that never came back and obviously that's why we're on the cell phone the entire night but we were looking at okay whose whose cell phone has the most battery life left and and how are we going to figure this out to get to the finish line here um but it, it ultimately we were able to plug the the cell phone into an outlet so that it could you know maintain a charge but <laughs> it, was, it was complete chaos off the bench with a double double did patino give the game ball to jay allen tavar or what I think Tovar probably, yeah. I mean, they obviously don't win the game without that. Um, the the inconsistency in the front court has been the thing that everybody was waiting to see if that could somehow figure itself out. And I, I think what we're learning is that there's enough talent up there that if somebody can have a night, it doesn't have to be everybody every night, but if – you know, among them, somebody can have a night that that's enough, that we're good enough, that they're good enough to get it to the house. And it happened to be Jay Allen Tovar's night, his first career double-double. And do not underestimate the importance of the minutes that Emmanuel Quach delivered in just his second game back from a knee injury. Um, 
Coach Patino uh, gave us some insight in the post game last night, guys, that we knew he, he told us actually pregame that, that he was going to consider looking at some different uh, lineup combinations to maybe get a bigger unit in there because of their size and strength up front. And in actual fact, it went the other way because of the foul trouble that, that Jethro Muskinen got in. Jay Allen Tovar has been telling Coach Patino for quite some time that, look, I'm not a five. I'll play the five, but I'm a four. I'm really a four. That's where I'm best. And Coach Patino's been trying to, you know, because they, we need a five. He's been the backup five. Um, but what they did was they put Emmanuel Quatch as an undersized five with great leaping ability on their big fella and let Jay Allen Tovar play his natural position at the four. And in actual fact, Quatch is so strong and can jump out of the gym, he held his own. And obviously you saw what Jay Allen Tovar did. He, he was incredible uh, playing at the four. Um, he, he was the Lobos' leading rebounder and the offensive game. The, the, the two-hand reverse dunk was startling to me. I mean, the guy can – he can jump out of the gym too. How would we know we didn't see it? We have no idea about no one, that. No one saw it. You're the only person that saw it, Rob. It was, it, it was Rob underneath 20,000 fans with their Apple iPhone lights lighting yeah. up the court. That and he, fun. Yeah, and he's like, okay, that's a good look. I'm into that. The uh, We had yesterday on the program voice of the New Mexico State Aggies, Adam Young, and he said he thought the key to the game was going to be play inside, Rob. He thought the battle near the basket was going to be most vital. Um, that's what I would have been watching for. In your opinion, how were the Lobos able to bang underneath, and, and how were those big guys able to kind of overcome what is a strong pressure? presence not just height wise but size wise from the Aggies they fought their tails off they they literally battled they they got down in the trenches and they they won a war really for the first time I mean it's a team that didn't rebound well against teams that were not good rebounding teams early in the year earlier in the year it's still early uh, they did that last night against a team that hangs its hat on rebounding Fred I mean that's a team that is literally one of those teams that maybe their best shot is a missed shot because they're so good at offensive rebounding. Um, they they throw it up and they go chase it, and that's how they beat you. They beat you up and they beat you down, um, and then you know they wear you out. And the Lobos stood toe to toe with them last night, and they're undersized. New Mexico was undersized, and they did it. It was it was an amazing thing to see. It was a team effort, top to bottom, um, everybody crashing the glass. And here's the interesting thing. like The, the Lobos' best rebounder so far this season is a 6'6 wing player who, because of injury and circumstance, has been forced to play some four. And I'm talking about Javante Johnson, right. a sophomore. And it's his attitude. It's his effort. It's his want to. And what Coach Patino said, it was really prescient what he said. He said, look. We don't have the size or the strength yet. But what we can do is control our disposition, our attitude about rebounding. And if we can do that, you know, we can rebound better than what we have and better than what you would expect from a team that maybe lacks the girth, the strength yet. They're still so young. Even though we have transfers, they're young transfers. Um, And they did that yesterday i mean they're in there banging against a 270 pound big dude mcnair is is a monster literally and emmanuel quatch (laughs) jumped through the roof and sent away a little jump hook that that guy threw up from like six feet from the basket and i'm like we got a chance man we got a chance this team is is literally playing with his hair on fire tonight i mean 
just a quick question for you. Based off of how, how UNM played last night, where do you see this team going as far as uh, lining up with conference play? How, how far do you see this team going as long as, they, obviously, they can stay healthy? Wow. Maybe still a little too early to, to, to sort of determine if the Lobos exceed the you know, preseason prognostications of the vaunted media and, and their predictions, or maybe you know, it, it, that comes in at about right. I, I want to see some more. I, I do, I do want to put one more thing out there that the, I, I said in the pregame, and sometimes you, you, know, right, you, you, you keep cooking the spaghetti, you throw it against the wall, eventually it sticks, right? Well, that's the broadcaster's mantra is keep throwing, throwing it against the wall. Something will hit. And one of the things that I said in our pregame with Hunter was that foul trouble could be a massive piece of the story in this game. And their six-year uh, big, Johnny McCants, got in early foul trouble last night and really it was difficult for him to contribute in that game. And that's, that was impactful. That helped the Lobos in terms of what they were able to do on the glass and staying with the front court because – they can put three bigs out there together at once, New Mexico State can, and they can, they can be really tough. There are some players in this league that the Lobos are going to have difficulty matching up with in the Mountain West. I'm talking about Arati at Colorado State. I'm talking about a Bean at Utah State. And we're, we're talking about the upper echelon of the league. San Diego State is going to Lobo, it will give the Lobos all kinds of problems. That's not to say that they can't compete with those teams. I think what you'll see with this team early in the year in the conference is that they will be extremely competitive and get some big wins at home. And it's going to be tougher for them when they go on the road. And maybe toward the latter half of the schedule, depending on how it lays out and how you know, they continue to grow and develop, you'll see the, the Lobos get one or two big road wins in the back half of the schedule. That would be my prediction. Robert, you just spent 13 minutes with us on the phone, which means in the combined last two days you've been on the phone on the radio for about five hours. So thank you so very much <laughs> for bringing us all the all the updates on last night's game. We're excited for Monday. Uh, we will be live from the pit on Monday. So we will be live 4 to 7 from the pit, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun out there seeing all the excitement. I assume it's sold out. I have no idea. Uh, but, but that's going to be a fun one. Uh, Robert Portnoy, thank you so much for all your analysis and your friendship. Hey, look forward to seeing you back in the pit on Monday. That's awesome. Thanks for bringing the show on the road uh, to the uh, historic pit. That'll be great. We'll see you then. What a good dude. Appreciate you, Rob. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Let me take you both back. Vernon Coons joining us. He's sideline reporter for ProView Networks and brings you all the biggest and baddest high school sports, football, basketball, all of them. Also, hype man for the Duke City Gladiators. Let me take you boys back to 1994, okay? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Major League Baseball. 36 Chambers is released. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) The number one film in the country, Air Force One, starring Harrison Ford. All right. So, baseball hates kids in 1994, and it decides to cancel the season. Sure. Cool. Mm -hmm. You're locked out. You're done. We hate your children. Fast forward to 2021. I was one of those children. Same. I was too. Same. I was too. That's the year the Astros are finally going to win the World Series. Of course, every that's, team. And that's why they locked them out. Oh, God. Uh, every Bag- God. Jeff Bagwell was going to be MVP. Uh-huh. Astros going to be Bithio, World Series. Jeff and, Bagwell. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, mm. It was a sure thing. This is the year Albert Bell was going to be worth all that money. Yeah. 
legitimately, Toronto could have had like three in a row. So, fast forward to 2021 and deja vu, boys. Major League Baseball will presumably lock out all of its players tonight at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. (sighs) Baseball has finally got a resurgence. Baseball has finally got a really good youth movement. The owners will not derail it again. The owners will not play hardball again. That that's why I say I don't think this is going to last more than maybe a couple days, especially with the COVID year. And that was kind of that. I think that kind of swung the pendulum in the right way, if I can say, um, with baseball, just because there wasn't a lot going on, and baseball was able to have the World Series. You know, I know it was sixty games half the season, but I mean. They got it done, and I just, I, like he said, I just don't think the owners are just going to settle and, ah, uh, no, nah, we're not going to worry about this. No, nah, they're going to they're gonna put their best foot forward and get a deal done. This means free agency will be frozen? That's a good question. I don't... It does. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so Freddie Freeman cannot become a New York Yankee unless he does it before midnight. That, that is, is not happening. Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman. Both new are you talking about New York Yankees, Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa? Sure. Yes, I agree. You're, I mean, you're talking to a Red Sox fan, so that is not happening. Sorry to hear about Ouch. your poor decisions in life. <laughs> what you should have done is aligned with the pinstripes as they're going to sign the two best free agents in all of Major League Baseball. But but not even me being just okay, let me take this back. Not yes. even me being a Red Sox fan, me being a former baseball player. When it, when are when are the Yankees going to realize that they can't continue to try to buy championships? They haven't won a World Series in what how many years? And I'm not even saying that just to be funny, but it's eleven. Yeah, I'm being a realist. You you gotta start you know bringing up your um your minor league prospects. I mean, at some point, these because what I, why I say that is because these guys can't stay healthy. All these guys that they've signed, Stanton, um, Aaron Judge, all these guys that. You know, they try to build this powerhouse team. 12 years, not 11. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, but none of these guys have been consistent in staying healthy. So That that wasn't my fault, by the way, because 2019 is 2020 and 2020 is 2021. So if you confuse any of those three years, they're all the same. <laughs> that's not a big deal. Yes, yeah, no, 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 no. Thank you. That's, that's an okay pass. slip. That's a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I Here's why you're wrong, though, Vern. Um, you can put any amount of money into baseball because it doesn't matter. You can pay... You can, if you want to, in Major League Baseball, let's think of a team that could do it, the New York Yankees. You can get the 11 best guys at every position, and you can pay them all like they're the 11, and that's fine. That's literally how the game works. Any, and, any and you team can, with- you can, but you won't win. They haven't, to me, when is that going to come to an end as far as, hey, we got to rethink, rethink some stuff here. We keep signing these guys, giving these guys extensions. We keep getting these top uh, prize free agents, and we haven't won anything. That's my thing. The Texas Rangers think it's going to work. They just did it the other day. Yeah, they they're going to try really hard. The Rangers have an like average farm system. They got some good young players coming up, but Dallas is a huge market. Yeah, so they got the money. They got the fandom. They're going to make money. They can profit. So they've been saving up for this for a few years. So now they're making their move, and they still need more help. Like Seager and Simeon, those two together, that doesn't make a lineup. You still need you need seven more guys. It's not even that for me for the Rangers. It's they need a uh, an ace. They in in especially in that division 
with the Mariners getting better, the Astros are where they're at. I mean, the Angels are going to be kind of in the thick of well, things. And before, Angels are making a move, too. Yeah. Before we jump into like those further teams, I know we're up against it because we're running along with Rob. Let's take a break. When we get back, more Major League Baseball talk. Then we're going to bring in our very good friend John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate, and we're going to talk to him about what's going on in the market and how the holidays. You're going to buy a Christmas gift? You might as well just buy a house. That's how I see it. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon. We play on Team I-9 New Mexico Pinon Coffee Van. I apologize. And we start our days at the YMCA Central Mexico. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. The reason, fellas, there's a lockout in Major League Baseball starting tonight at midnight Eastern is because they can't figure out the CBA. So the collective bargaining agreement, are you guys familiar with how this works? Sure. Okay. For the friend of the show at home that's not, it's uh, the union like uh, makes a deal with the owner's association, Major League Baseball, and they're like, this is how we're going to split money up. That's basically it. That's basically it. So anyway, so they can't figure it out. There's no deal in place. And the real holdup, as I see it, is COVID-19. So COVID-19 changed. There was a whole season without people in the stands. Like that's 3 million people go to Bush Stadium every year. Three million people spend how much money? All of it? Yeah. Yeah. That money didn't come in. At all. But the merch came in. The TV contracts came in. Those didn't go anywhere. Profit sharing came in. All that came in. They just didn't have the ticket sales. Correct. Well, or Coca-Cola sales. Yeah. Or any of that stuff. Any of that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And eventually that'll catch up. Even if you're, especially for your small market teams. I mean, that's who it really hit. You're, if you're the Yankees, the Dodgers, I mean, you have you have the financial backing to Correct. to cover that for half a season. Well, but here's the thing. Even if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, which we always poke fun at, like they are subsidized by the New York Yankees. Sure. Yeah. So if when they sit at the table, that's what the owners are going to say, Who's right? Who's they? The Players Association and MLB Perfect. sit at the table. That's what the owners will say. It's like, we had the COVID year. You know, we didn't make any money. We operated at a loss. And then the players will say, in 2018, you made $10.3 billion. In 2019, you made $10.7 billion. You're doing fine, Steve. But then they're going to say, well, you're talking to Steve? Yeah. What about Steve-O, who you manipulated his playing years, and he couldn't get up in time for arbitration because you guys know the system and you've been gaming it for so long, so we don't care about your COVID until you care about us. Sure. Because that's the back and forth here, right? Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris Bryant's the example. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even even uh, with the deal that they reached uh, this past season, or this just a couple months ago with the minor league, I don't know if you guys yeah, knew about with, sure. uh, with the housing. Yes. Yeah. I can tell you, I mean, that should have been done a long time ago. Decades I mean, ago. Yes. I mean, some some of those situations that you read about, and I even me having teammates or got, knowing guys that, you know, slept in cars and, you know, they were with major league organizations, but... I mean, we're having to sleep in cars during the season and stuff like that. I mean, that's – but yet these these teams are making millions of dollars off of that, off once, of them. Once the movie Bull Durham hit number one, they should have housed minor league players. Oh, that yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Or even – Everyone can't stay with Susan Sarandon. That is not a possibility. And thankfully a triple-A team is real close to us. I do love that there's a possibility of there being an Albuquerque Susan Sarandon. Yes. Because <laughs> – 
first of all, Albuquerque, Susan, that's Sarandon, that's my new 10. Yeah. Like on the numerical <laughs> 1 to 10 scale, sure. it's now 1 to Albuquerque, Susan, Sarandon. Susanna Sarandon. Ooh. Sarandon. Yeah. There we go. Sarandon. Yeah, yeah. Sarandon. Yeah, Rendon. Susanna Sarandon. Or Sarandon. what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here's what they're fighting over. They're fighting over COVID. They're, play- they're fighting over service time manipulation. They're fighting over tanking. Uh, what Major League Baseball's Players Association refers to as tanking is you are not trying to win. You're not putting in good faith. And because you are not, you're bringing up players who aren't ready yet. And because of that, our guys aren't able to get the numbers they need for contracts. They're not able to get uh, quality at bats. They're not able to, to be in uh, positions where they're going to be optimal for their, their dollars, right? So anyway, so that's a big part of the conversation right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can definitely see the player side of that. I mean, if you're – you know, a veteran or not even a veteran, you got five, six years in and you're playing for that seven, eight, eight year deal. And you know, you got to put, put up numbers to make yourself, you know, marketable. Hey, this is what I deserve. These are the numbers I've put up consistently. And then you have a rookie that's in double A AA or triple A that they just call up who, you know, is not ready. And now you're not getting those every day at bats. So now your contract is suffering. Your future is in jeopardy. It happens every year for about in between five and 10 teams. They just fill their roster so they can sell tickets, and yep, it happens every year. Definitely. But from what I understand so far, they're really far apart on the luxury tax. So MLB wants a $100 million salary floor, which I agree with. Every team should field a competitive team. If, you, if, you're, if you're in last place, you can trade off some big contracts to save you money at the end of the year. There should be a salary, salary floor to enhance competition. But they're way apart on the luxury tax threshold. The, the MLB wants it to be about 180 million, and the players want it to be about 240 million. And last year it was around 210. That, that's a big difference. That's a, that's a big 60 gap. million dollar difference. I mean, yeah. I got 60 million in my pocket. I mean, I can help them out. Well, you should buy the topes. I, I do not have that. I do not at all. <laughs> Let's grab a break. When we get back, John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy will be joining us live in studio. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Christmas has come early to the boys. Is John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio graces us in studio for the first time since you and Robert Van were out there live from Coldwell Banker Legacy. And I thought you would ruin this relationship entirely because John hadn't been back since. John, welcome. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If it wasn't you, I'm glad it was Van because he lit us up. Yes. He had the energy. He had everybody rocking and rolling. He had them realtors screaming and dancing. <laughs> or it was the vodka. I'm not sure. One of the two. <laughs> a combo. Combo both. It's combo. also 4.15 in the afternoon. Which was a very interesting time for vodka. Man. I don't like your attitude, first off. <laughs> He's just getting to know the realtors. We <laughs> we spent the last break listening to John and Vernon tell old war stories of the Gladiators because, John Lopez, you were the, the original owner, the founder of the Gladiators, and Vernon, you were there from day one with John, right? Actually, I was brought in from the founder. Oh, okay. Remember that? The founder story? Yes. And they brought me in, and then I became a majority owner and CFO of the Gladiators, and I was lucky enough to meet the man, the legend, uh, Mr. Vernon, the uh, man who uh, could walk a wall, scream at the top of his line, <laughs> and make all the women scream. Oh, that was my man. boy right there. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I, I've, been, I've been there since day one, man, so I've seen it, seen it all. 
when, like I said, when we were the stars and we played at the Santa Ana Center, obviously that was a different league. But I've seen this thing grow just from that to what it is now, and it's it's crazy. What was it like to work for John? Like, and how bad was it, and why will you never go back? <laughs> Who's John? Yes. <laughs> you know, and you know what? That's actually a compliment. <laughs> John Lopez, who every time we have on, we talk about what he has going on. And uh, loveyouabq.com is your non-for-profit wing of John Lopez Real Estate. What's going on with Love You ABQ? Anything cool? Anything new? Absolutely. Well, it's just a great update. You know, yeah. Lucille, who is our last big campaign that we went on she got her uh her new uh kidney thank god right. i'm telling you and i'll tell you not to get i know this is a sports show but something i never knew when you get a new kidney they don't take out the old one what they just add the new one you're actually walking around with three kidneys wait what are you messing with me no i could are I, you kidding i said the same thing i'm not kidding at all i'm telling you there uh, is nice. a third kidney inside people with that now i'm not saying it happens to everybody but the two or three people i have talked to they literally add a third kidney they don't take the other one out that's a really good like old-timey baseball name like old three kidneys johnson yeah that's a good <laughs> oh, one that's classic yeah <laughs> and sometimes they don't even put it on your lower back I was told, not on Lucille's case, I'm not sure where they put it. HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is put somewhere on your hip on the third kidney. Now, if there's anybody with medical experience on the show right now, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I really am curious to see if that was true or not. 505 <laughs> Hit us up on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Tell us where the third kidney goes. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, John Lopez, for everything you did to help Lucy in, in, in her fight for life. Uh, obviously, you guys are always championing the bone marrow matching and the, and the donation options there. Uh, so please check out loveyouabq.com, where you can get the test kit to see if you were a matching bone marrow um I, I don't know donor absolutely to a potential recipient you know i did it john i know you yeah. did you know what we should do here we should sponsor the john lopez real estate if anybody in albuquerque actually gets the opportunity to save a life through a bone marrow transplant mm -hmm. i will donate a thousand dollars to that particular person oh my gosh how cool would that I, be yes to save somebody's I'm life in. That's uh, write that down. Yeah, one thousand. Our, our intro just got longer. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. How yeah. cool would that be if somebody came back and said, "I got called to go save somebody's life through the Variant Program." That That's would be huge. so awesome, guys. That's huge. Let's do it right here, and you guys can co-sponsor, but I'll foot the whole bill. You are. Obviously, we're talking about what you do for the community, but let's talk about the community. Uh, we haven't sat face-to-face -face in about three weeks. Uh, how's the market? Can I buy a house for Christmas? What's going on? Absolutely. You know, it's it's been an amazing year, and next year we're getting set for an even bigger year. You know, one of the biggest things we touched on last time was about this quote-unquote low inventory, and something I've been trying to teach people, we don't have low inventory. Now think this. Try to wrap your mind around this. Right now, as of this morning, we had 1,821 pending home sales. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Now, last year at this time, we had 1,580 to 1,600 pending sales. Okay? The only difference between this year and last year is what we call the absorption rate, the time on market. There for a while, we'd have 90 days before an average home sold. Then it went to 45. Now we're down to nine. So if you wrap your head around those numbers... The reality is, is if it took 45 days still to sell a house, we'd probably have 3,000 homes on the market. But since it only takes nine, we have this fast-paced machine, meaning we're only going to have five to 600 homes in the Albuquerque area to sell. But it's getting replenished quickly, but it's getting sold quickly. So it's just a fast-paced machine. Inventory's there. You just got to move fast. So 
to the loyal listener who's like, you know what? I've been thinking about getting a home. I've always wanted to do this. Christmas is coming up. I want the whole family in my house. Nine days you can get somebody in like that fast? Well, when you put something on the market, if it's priced right and looks pretty, it will sell within nine days, especially if it's under the $400,000 mark. That is kind of our sweet spot out here. That, you put it up, it sells, it goes quickly. Now, for all the loyal listeners out there, I'm going to give you some free real estate advice. Uh-oh, yes. Know, this is important. Press play record right now. Right now, and you can call me directly or anybody on my team or any Coldwell Banker agent or any realtor that's part of the Great Albuquerque Association of Realtors. If you want to buy a house, make sure you don't sell your house without knowing where you're going. That Well, that seems smart. But I'll tell you, you'd be surprised how many people are like, oh my God, the market's hot. Let's put our house on the market. You sell it, you're under contract, and then you're like, well, where do I go? And then all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe I'll rent some. And then guess what? can't find a rental property. You can't find a house to buy. You can't close. You literally become homeless or on your sister's couch for six months if you don't strategize correctly. So get a professional who tells you, don't sell today. Let's take a look at where we're going to put you before we put your house on the market. Free market analysis is always available at 505-292-8900. Contact John or his team, and he will connect you with what you need to know about everything locally. Exactly. So how very good. Let's correct that phone number real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. 505-991-3386. So my flyer is outdated, but I will fix that. I yeah, promise. that's the main number there. You'll get one of the great Coldwell Banker Realtors that work there. But if you want to get me, 991-3386. And you just did a casino night for Locker 505, which we love, love here that. Love here on the show. And I met the majority of the realtors there, and they are all amazing, lovely people. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not just saying that because they once we got off the show, they filled me full of alcohol. That's not why I'm saying that. <laughs> no. Once you got off the They're show. The- Sober <laughs> so, sober or buzzed, they're lovely people. Absolutely. You know, one of the things we teach a lot, especially the freshman realtors coming in, everybody's like, how do I sell houses? How, do I, how am I successful in this business? Should I put my face on a bus like you, John? Should I go on a magazine? What should I do? And one of the biggest things I try to tell all freshman realtors is be involved. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I say, do something you like. If you like helping people, join some kind of charity or outreach program. You like cars? Go to Cars and Coffee on Saturday. You like baseball? Go coaching. Do something. Get involved in the community because as you're naturally out there, you meet people. You build relationships, and before you know it, you build trust. I know you are traveling this weekend, but Van and I this Sunday will be working with Locker 505. Yep. Uh, we will be shopping with some kids. Nice. So Locker 505 and Macy's is partnered to provide, I don't know, a couple a couple hundred bucks. I'm not sure what it is. But we're going to yeah, we're gonna take some kids out and, I don't know, buy some new sneakers or something. It's going to be like a fun little afternoon. I'm sure I'll screw it up somehow. <laughs> But we're going to be so fortunate to do that. Contact John Lopez, 505-991-3386, and he will talk to you about your home owning, buying, selling, and everything related to that options. You got a pool guy? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the best in town. That's, I mean, that's that's the way it should be. You're going to Pittsburgh this weekend so that you can get laughed at by Baltimore Ravens fans. Oh, this, that is correct. Obviously, uh, Watts isn't in the room because <laughs> you're a big boy, slow, but yeah. come on. <laughs> uh, so you, this is the thing you do regularly? You you go out and check out the Steelers or what? You're just taking, you're taking the fam? What's the plan? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? This will be a quick over story to the back story, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 10 years ago, I almost lost my dad. And I made that prayer to God saying, you know, what? every year that my dad's here, 
I'm going to take them out to a different stadium, and we're going to see every single oh, stadium yes. that's, awesome. that's out cool. there. Oh, well, that's cool. I finally lost my dad this year. Oh. So I'm not going to stop, and we're still going to go out. But this time, instead of me taking my dad and my brother, now it's going on. I'm taking my boys. So we're going to go out there, spend a week in Pittsburgh, freeze our butt, eat a lot of sandwiches with egg in it, because I don't know if you've been to Pittsburgh, but every sandwich comes with an egg in there. That's weird. I don't like that. No, like that no, I'm not signing I'm up for that. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm not signing up for that. And we're going to watch the Steelers impress everybody by beating the Ravens. Well, they're due. <laughs> yeah, they are. Can't, you can hang out one more segment? Yeah, of course. Awesome. So let's grab a break when we get back. We're John Lopez. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk a little NFL football because I know you have a passion for it. And I don't know, we'll laugh a little bit. Dave Busters presents uh, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, how fortunate we are to have in the name the namesake of the studio, John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, the John Lopez. Contact John Lopez, 505-991-3386, and he will give you everything you need to know about, uh, well, real estate here in the community and, and what you need to do to buy, sell, uh, to flip. I don't even know what other real estate terms there are. What other terms I'm are there? I'm telling you, there's everything from leasing. You know, we don't really focus on the leasing part, but it is part of working with your professional. Unfortunately, there's a lot of salespeople out there that are still in the sales business. Mm -hmm. And the new age realtor today is more in the education business. We're more consultants. We're not there to sell anything. It ain't ABC, always be closing like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross back in the 90s. It's about in making sure people understand where they are and where they can go. And that way, if they're empowered with the knowledge, guess what? They can make the right decision for the family. John Lopez makes magic, and he knows a lot about real estate, but does he know anything about NFL football? The Thursday night preview, we'll do it right now. Tomorrow night, the Dallas Cowboys, favored by four and a half, uh, will take on New Orleans. What do you boys think? The Cowboys still around? <sighs> Dang it. Okay. <laughs> I know the Steeler fan isn't saying much, but you count know what? Count the rings, baby. Come on, Vernon. Let's I, just I, count I the rings. I don't like either one of them. I'm not even going to tell you who I like. You probably know that already, but, I mean, I don't know. Dak's got to show up. I mean, that's not even – it's not even Dak. You know who else has got to show up is Zeke. Yeah. Zeke I'll got all that. that money, and since he got all that money, he has not been consistent. I'm sorry. He's not a top-five running back in my opinion. Well, I think once they made him tuck his shirt in, <laughs> he didn't get to expose his midriff anymore. He just went downhill from there. I mean, do you want to have the conversation about how Tony Pollard is just better? Oh, he's, he's way better. He's faster. He's stronger. He twitches better. He's a guy who, like, he's got a better eye for the ball. And, and that sucks for Cowboys fan because Cowboys fan thought Ezekiel Elliott was the second coming of Emmitt Smith or, or Emmitt Smith Jr. But he's just, he's not the truth. He's just absolutely not at this point. The game is at New Orleans. New Orleans sitting at 5-6. and six, The Cowboys visiting at 7-4, and four, and New Orleans has decided to put in what I would tell you is the second-best quarterback in the NFL behind Gardner Minshew, Taysom Hill, to take over and run the entire show. I think 4.5 is too favorable for the Cowboys, and I can't pick against New Orleans at home with the second-greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, Taysom Hill. You haven't watched four quarters of a football game all year, but you finally will now that your boy Taysom Hill Love Taysom gets Hill. to take snaps yeah. under center all game. And I feel about Taysom Hill – like the opposite way that USC fans feel about Taysom Hill. 
Like, I am as, as excited for Taysom Hill as anyone, and for him to get an opportunity to play football on Thursday night with the world looking at him, everyone else will be catching up to me on this fandom. He's the guy. <laughs> so the over-under, boys, is 47.5 if you had to parlay it with the spread. And, I don't know, the money line? No, not the money line. Um, yeah, let's just go with the spread. Would you take the 47.5? You think it's going to be a high scoring, or you think it's going to be low scoring tomorrow night? You know what? I'm going to guess that it's going to be low scoring, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, I just got to be clear here. As much as I would love to say something positive about the Cowboys, <laughs> okay, and I'm not going to give it away too much. Being born in the 70s, yes, Vernon, in the 70s, and being raised as a Steeler fan, you're raised to hate the Cowboys. I don't know why. I just know I do. Right. And because of that, I can't say anything positive about him, but... I don't think they're going to they're gonna be able to pull this off tomorrow. They always start choking towards the end. They were impressive in the beginning. They have pretty colors, but that's about it. CeeDee Lamb returning Vernon. Is that a big deal to you, even though Amari Cooper is still out? Oh, that's a big deal. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is kind of a I, – I, I think he has the potential to be one of the, the better receivers in the league. I mean, just seeing how he's played and how he's progressed already – I mean, he's head and shoulders above, you know, the average receiver, and he is someone that you do have to double cover or you do have to game plan for. I see it as being a high-scoring game, and I, I'm not a Cowboy fan either, but I, I feel like they might start fast and then third, late third quarter, fourth quarter, start struggling a little bit, but I think they're going to put some points up. I mean, the Saints on defense are just not what they have been in years past. So, Yeah, I, I think you're completely correct, but I think it, it hits – right under the under because they're going to have Taysom Hill behind center and they're going to run all kinds of gadget plays with him. He's not going to throw the ball deep. They're going to dink it and dunk it and the Saints are going to keep the clock running. And I like the Cowboys minus four on the road if there's no Alvin Kamara. Boom. But if there is Alvin Kamara, then I think smart money's on the Saints to beat the spread. See, and that's what I was just going to bring up is is, is Kamara playing – because if he is, it's going to be high scoring because they try to get that dude the ball just in screens and running off the tackles. I mean, like you said, gadget plays, especially with Taysom Hill. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. The Dallas Cowboys have allowed 300 plus passing yards to Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, and Derek Carr. And without a doubt, Taysom Hill is better than all of them. Therefore, <laughs> I believe the Saints will score at least 50 points, and it will be going away at the end of the game as they're scoring with the clock expiring. That's See, what you're saying the Saints hit the over by themselves. Yes. And I love this wow. because we've got four people in this room, and if you all three agree, what do you think those coaches are strategizing for? Oh, good point. Sure. Think about it. But so, their coaches are currently not available due to the COVID-19 pandemic streaking through the Dallas Cowboys organization. So good luck to, I don't even know who they have now, Jason Garrett come back? I think it's Quinn, Dan Quinn. Ah, Dan Quinn. And because Quinn. he's got head coach experience, I think they said that he's going to take over. Well, sort and, of experience. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, if that's what you want to call it. They, they might be better without McCarthy. Him ruining the clock, him just jumping in for whatever reason and calling plays out of the blue that don't make any sense. The, the Kellen Moore kid is the one everyone's excited about in the coaching world. Like, he might be the next coach of Oklahoma. I have no idea. Well, that's exactly what they said about Jason Garrett, too. It's like, oh, man, I can't wait for that Jason Garrett to take over. Fan. 
Well, I just can't stand any coach in their 30s that's playing at that level, so that kind of bothers me a lot. Take <laughs> <laughs> that, the, the thing that I thought was a little slighted about the Jason Garrett conversation was I thought all that stuff started on radio stations that Jerry Jones owns sure. in Dallas. Because yeah. so Jerry Jones, he's got money in the local ESPN affiliate, right? So he's like, he's like hey, you, you better say Jason Garrett is the next me. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't, we can't do that with sane mind. But they did it anyways, didn't they? I got uh, I got the Saints tomorrow because I'm a big Taysom Hill mark. Uh, I got them just obliterating the Cowboys. Obviously, short week is tough to call anything. But the Cowboys, they, it's not been a short week. It's been like they, a long uh, short week. They both played on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it, yeah. And yeah. everyone should be rested. Everyone should be good. Uh, who do you have, Van? Uh, Cowboys, minus four and a half, and the under, just barely. I wouldn't bet on this. I never bet on Thursday. But if you really want to, that's my hot tip. I also cannot bet on Thursday. Vernon, who do you have? Oh, man. This pains me to say this, but I got the Cowboys. I'm going to say Cowboys by by 14. Oh, wow. Ooh. I'm going big. Yeah. And that's I mean, without Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's without Alvin Kamara. I mean, like I said, if, they, if Kamara plays, I think it's going to be a closer game than what most people think just because I think the Cowboys are going to come out, start fast, usual Cowboys, and then towards the third quarter, they're going to start kind of up. Dak's going to kind of do some things, and they're not going to work, and I think it's going to slow down the chemistry, the pace, and like I said, I think it's going to be closer. But if Kamara doesn't play, I got him by 14. John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate, who do you got? Well, no matter what, I'm always going to say Cowboys going to lose, but I call it 28-21. I don't even think it's going to be super close, but uh, I just don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think they're going to be prepared for that. I think they're going to just shut down all their uh, all the people that they already know is going to be coming out, mm-hmm. and I just see it not going super high in, on uh, on actual scoring. So 28-21, Cowboys lose. John has the Saints in the over. I like it a lot. John Lopez of loveuabq.com, which is part of the John Lopez Real Estate Group. That's your effort to help those in the community that need help. I'm a very big fan of that. Uh, one last time, John, for the those that might not have got it in the first segment, what's going on with the market and why is now a good time to contact you? Market's wonderful right now. We've got that low inventory, but what's real important right now is we got that low interest rate. It's going up, and that is just a fact. There's nothing we can do about it. We've enjoyed it for the last six years, but no worries. When the interest rate goes up, some things may settle a little bit. I still think that it's going to be a good run for New Mexico and for Albuquerque for eight to ten more years to come with continuous appreciation. Uh, Some people are going to have to adjust to the interest rate hike in the next 24 months. I believe it's going to go up past fives. I know that sounds scary, but when I got into this market back in 1996-97, the interest rates were up to nine, nine and a half, and I talked to the old-timers and they would sit back and laugh at me because they were selling real estate when it was 18%. So we get up to 4 to 5%. Just stay calm. Move on. Don't worry. We'll adjust. But if you are looking to buy Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, we're going to explode. Anything you buy now, I guarantee you're going to make money, especially over the next three to five years, especially over the next 10. Talking about lending and interest rates, you have a local lender. Will you yeah. talk about the importance of that? It's very important. Sarah Gomeyer, she's with One Trust Mortgage. She's an amazing lender. She's worked with me for 15 years, does all my personal lending. And she's just one of those ones where when I first started working with her, we didn't get along because she didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. And I'm not used to that. 
If I ask you something, I want you to tell me what I want to hear. And when she said no, I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, well, we're going to figure it out. Well, this can't happen. Point is, is when you have somebody who's that honest, brutally honest, that's somebody you can trust. And so Sarah at One Trust Mortgage, give me a call and I'll set you up with her. John Lopez, thank you so very much for gracing your name on this program. Thank you so very much for giving us your time. 505-991-3386. Uh, we're going to grab a break because I know you got to go. You are the busiest guy in all town. Yep, and just wanted to give a quick shout-out to my boy Diego, the Nightmare Sanchez. Yeah. He uh, just went home a couple days ago, had blood clots, had some serious issues, took it like a champ, and uh, you know, let's see where we go from here. But, I, saw, uh, I saw him doing some light training on the social media. He was moving around a little bit. So, actually, we should probably reach out if, whenever yeah, he's feeling up. He's, good idea. he's done the program before. He's an insanely kind gentleman. Absolutely. And I'm, we, me and Vernon were just talking about this. I love boxers. Like, interviewing a boxer is, is about as, as good of an interview as you can do. I'll so. tell you, I've been around with the Tapias, with Sanchez, and guess who Diego called when he needed to buy a house? Good point. John Lopez Real Estate, baby. There you go. Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On. We'll, let's go back to baseball when we get back. Uh, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Breaking news. The Chicago Cubs signed friend of the show, Howard. Howard, welcome to the program. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going to have to decline that uh, lucrative deal because I don't <laughs> like the Cubs. Same. Cool. <laughs> Same. There. Howard has decided to stay in free agency. Everyone, the the day the day yeah. lives on. I'm gonna stick to the old timers league. Howard, what's going on, my dude? Well, you know, same old. I'm listening to you guys talk about Cowboy Saints tomorrow night, and I'm intrigued. But uh, I'm gonna throw my uh, hat in the ring. I say 34, 17, Cowboys. Oh, okay. Huh? What Cowboys fan? You know, yeah. that's weird. And you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, but Cowboys we have fan picks back, a big so. win. Hmm. Do you do you have fear so, uh, of Taysom Amari, Hill? Last last check, Amari Cooper remains symptomatic, so he's out. Tomorrow. That is correct. Yes. Okay, because I, I had heard he was in. Now he's out. Well, but CD so Lamb is that. in. CD Lamb returning, and then Amari Cooper out, and then what's the other kid's name? Galloway. Galloway, 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 Galloway will be in as well. So they should have a pretty good receiving core, regardless. But I mean, obviously, missing Amari Cooper is a big deal. Yeah, it is. But if he's not 100%, probably just as well we don't have him. But another thing that's escaping everybody is Demarcus Lawrence will make his return tomorrow night. What is he, like 43 now? Is it 44? Oh, my God. What? Didn't he have an MMA Man. career for five minutes? Uh, Tom Brady's the oldest, and then Demarcus Lawrence is second oldest. Isn't that right? Man, easy on Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence, man. Come on. <laughs> I know you're a Green Bay fan, but you know what? I swear to God, it was still a catch, no matter what you say. <laughs> oh, right. I, admit, I admit it was a catch. All right, I, I, got, a, I got a question for you, because we were just talking about this on the break. Uh, in your opinion, being a Cowboys guy, all right, who's better longevity-wise, Tony Pollard or Zeke? Good question. Boom. Pollard? Yeah. See, I said it too. Yeah. It's... He does. He brings more to the table, I think. Not just the running game, but the receiving game. He's head and shoulders above Zeke. Well, not only that, they they play a lot of pitch, uh, pitch run game for him, where he swings around the pitches and they can get him in open field, and he's dangerous in open field. Yeah, definitely. So you know Zeke again, the Cowboys overpay guys. They overpay. They they should they paid Zeke too soon, 
They had just signed. Uh, they had just gotten Pollard on a rookie contract. You could have probably rode uh, Elliott out a little bit, franchised him, and then let him hit free agency and see where he ended up. Well, and Pollard is up and coming. Running back emerge out of every draft like crazy. It's like you never John, – Jonathan Taylor, example. This is, uh, this is probably – God, I hate to say it for Cowboy fan. This is probably the last year of Ezekiel Elliott if he doesn't figure it out because the cap hit next year is 18.2. And 18.2 is a lot of money. Now, the only way you could think they keep him is if they cut him, your dead money's like $30 million. Mm-hmm. So you can't just cut him on that. So you got to try to move him. And if you can find a team that is like, hey, sucker. S- yeah, same face, new place, kind of <laughs> sucker. But then after next season, 2023, there's no way he's a Cowboy because the cap hits $16 million, but the dead money would only be eleven, and it you, it just doesn't financially make sense to keep him around. Well, what well, team you know, is I, out I there? Go ahead, Howard. goes in the offseason, but they have to find somebody willing to take part of that contract because they'll have to pay at least two-thirds of that contract. Yeah, they would need. Yeah, they would need to. Well, they would already have signing, and they would already have option and restructure. So, so it'd be the remainder of that. So that'd be roughly they'd have to keep at least five and a half million. Yep, there you go. And you know, I'm going to close my call with one thing: Van picking on my Cowboys. Am I correct <laughs> in assuming you have children, Van? I just pick them to win. Weren't you listening? No, no, no. I'm asking you a personal question. Do you have kids? I have one adult daughter. Yes. Well. The generosity of women never ceases to evade it. You know, evade me. So. Oh God! Okay. All Have right. a great evening, guys. Right. Bye bye. <laughs> I don't see like another NFL GM who's got their their board on the wall, and they're like, "Okay, we got to have a defensive end that can attack the quarterback. We got to have, hey, we got to have a left tackle to protect our quarterback. We we need that." Number three, we we need a giant Ewok who can't run the ball anymore. Uh-huh. It's like, wow. Who's no one's got that on their board. He ain't going anywhere. Cowboys, you're stuck with him forever. Now well at least Deal. probably one more year, but they, they should do their due diligence. And the problem with running backs in this NFL is they don't matter. They don't last. If you don't have Derrick Henry, right? Boom. Almost everyone else is replaceable. Because I'm going to bring up another running back. It's Christian on a different, McCaffrey. Boom. There it is. And that is your prime example right there. He got paid in these last two years. How many? I think he's missed Six. eight. Eighteen. It'll be eighteen games at the end of this year in two years. Yeah. And you just paid him all that money. That's way too much time to be missing at a running back position. As of this week, since he signed that big contract, he's only played ten out of twenty-three games. Wow. That's that's huge. Forty minutes ago, thirty-year-old Marcus Stroman signed with the Chicago Cubs. I like Stroman. I mean, he's a gamer, in my opinion. I mean, I'm I'm a position player, so me giving pitchers props is 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 hard to do. But Strowman, he's he's got a bulldog mentality. He's five ten, five five nine. I mean, came out of Duke. He's he's always been the underdog. You know what I mean? But he's gonna go out there. He's gonna give you his best six, seven, eight innings. That's just his mentality that he has. And I mean, I earned a lot of respect for him watching him pitch on the USA team. You know, when the World Baseball oh, Classic. That's a, that's a good take. Yeah, yeah. he was he was um, he's the one that got it done for us, honestly, because sure. he came. I think he pitched two or three games where he was just he just shut down, you know, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and that's hard to do. I'm not trying to distract from your excellent point. There's not a better logo than the baseball team USA logo. Uh oh, yeah, it's Mexico. Yeah. Oh, hard no. Mexico's uh hat, the M? Mexico's hat and M and logo is so strong. The USA baseball logo 
is number one. Patriot. All right, you know what? Today's varsity. Okay. All right. All right. So to, all right. So today's varsity is the varsity of of like national logos, strong logos. Yeah, strong logos is varsity today's of strong logos. Okay. Okay, I like it because you are wrong. Okay. So today's I nine varsity is the varsity of strong logo logos, and we'll do that in our final segment. But you know, you were talking about Marcus Stroman. Uh, him going to the Cubs is uh, insanely confusing. It's weird. But it's a one-year deal, right? Well, I don't. So it, the, I don't know it, it hasn't. It hasn't been reported. The yet. Twitter okay. announcement was Marcus Stroman tweeting, tweeting Chicago exclamation point in all capital letters, and then at Cubs. That's how he announced it. That's where we are at. Did you hear me? <laughs> I don't. It, the I, I Cubs. The Cubs traded away everybody. If you're going to tank, go all in and tank. Why are you spending money? Why are you getting a possible number one, definitely a number two starter? And look, I am a Marcus Stroman fan. Anybody who pitches with a do-rag under their hat is on my team. Boom. I am very pro Marcus Stroman. As the but why? Why Chicago? MLB trade rumors had Stroman ranked as the number 11 free agent overall van, and they projected him to receive five years, 110. If he took a one-year deal to go to the Cubs, it better be for $50 million. Because he is not going to be playing on the Cubs at the end of the year. Oh, gosh, no. And and I'm going to say this. That's a tough tough team to, to pitch for because they're not going to score a lot of runs. Now that they just let everyone go pretty much as at the middle to the end of this last season, they're not going to score you know your six, seven, eight runs. So as a pitcher, you got well, you got to pitch shutouts well, well, hold, at that hold point. Up. Guys, we're overthinking this. Oh. I will tell you exactly what happened. Uh-oh. The news came out at 5.54 p.m. Eastern. Yes. That is two hours Correct. after the, uh, the, the Players Association yep. and the owners didn't strike a deal. He called Scott Boris and was like, take what we can get right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter who, doesn't matter when. Yep. Wow. Give me, give me a contract right now. Good take. So he wasn't considering that the he Cubs don't, don't have anyone that can field the ball, and he's okay. not really a high-octane guy and can't really strike anyone out, and his career numbers could... Yep, don't care. <laughs> he wants to make sure that he's cashing checks next year. Because he would be without a boss. He would be without a job. Wow. Because um, he can't take... take- qualifying offer because he took qualifying offer last year is that correct he did so he took the 18 19 million or whatever it was last year from the mets so this yeah he would have been he would have been without a paycheck yeah that's how far apart mlb and the players union is van excellent opinion on that one thank you the cubs though why i don't know that that one that's i mean i get i get the point that you brought up van but me being a position player, like I said, I mean, if I'm a pitcher, that's like playing for the Rockies. I mean, going to pitch in Denver, okay, you got to be confident. Being a younger guy, you got to know that, hey, if I sign this three, four-year deal and I'm in my early 20s, my stats aren't going to be as good as if I go pitch somewhere else. You know what I mean? I'm going to give up some home runs, um, some high batting averages just because of playing at Coors Field. I mean – at the, that, that's tough. Out of Chicago, that one stumps me. Bunch of quick hitters when we get back from the break. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program right up before the 6 o'clock top of the hour station identification break. couple quick hitters, boys. It's another, I, it's another word for multiple, Fred. What is Multiple fractures. That's what that means. So during the break, I was asking Van, I found a word on Golf Digest. 
And it was, uh, quote, Wood suffered commuted, commuted, commuted open fractures to both the tib- tibia and the fibula. And I'm over here like, like I got a, I got a college degree. <laughs> like, I've, only, I've only heard of multiple or compound, not commuted. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That one, that one stumped me too. If that was in. And I'm an athlete. Yeah. I've never heard of that. No. So. That's not in the, that's not in the New York Times crossword. No. That, that's not a thing. No. So Tiger Woods, uh, if you guys recall in February, broke his leg a bunch of times. And he was, he's not going to play golf no more, right? Well, he said on Monday, actually, they didn't amputate me. I'm going to play golf again. What? He'll be back. That's going to be such an amazing story. He might not play at the super high level yeah. as super young Tiger, as middle-aged Tiger, but he'll be back playing tournaments. Vital, you said you might have a sound bite on this. I don't foresee this leg ever being with what it used to be. Hence, I'll never have the back what it used to be. And clock's ticking. I'm getting older. I'm not getting any younger. So um, all that combined means that a full schedule and a full practice schedule and the recovery that it would take to do that. No, I don't have any desire to do that. Um, I've always wanted to say this for shizzle. <laughs> Damn it. I got nothing. <laughs> excuses. <laughs> I was going to go with the excuses angle on yeah. why he would never win again, but instead you did your best tiger at the podium. Yeah. And you blew That's me off. from the Chappelle show. But... Oh, okay. So, and there's my problem. I've never seen the you Chappelle seen show. Yeah, what? You're, you're missing out. We the, well, so in oh. the household I grew up in, we weren't allowed to watch it. Okay. I got you. If you know what in I mean. Saint I got Louis, you. true. Missouri. Missouri. No, but honestly, if, I mean, whether Tiger gets back to where, I don't think he'll ever get back to what he was. Oh, God. I mean, even with the injury, the age, like he said, getting older. However, you put Tiger Woods in a Masters next year, if he, if he can do it, and do you know what kind of ratings that'll have? All of them? I mean, day, I mean, day one just, will just break every story. record. Oh, by far, the Thursday, middle of the day, because yeah. the Masters is what, four days, I think? Yeah, yeah, Thursday through Sunday. That'll break every record. Tickets will sell out, I mean, in Augusta. That'll be... Probably the hardest ticket to get because just the, to witness him coming back. The hardest thing to get will be a Tiger Woods exclusive leg sleeve that oh. he's going to wear all the time to cover. Like, because you know, I always wear pants on the tour, but moving forward, you'll only see him in shorts and he'll have the <laughs> the branded leg sleeve. And everyone will be like, I'm a better golfer now. I'm like Tiger. Nike. Yeah, Nike. Well, you got to come that. with it. It's Nike. a compression leg sleeve and it's endorsed by Tiger. I don't, I don't, the competitor that Tiger is, I know there's, there's no way he doesn't come back. He'll be on the tour again, at least to show that he did it, just to have another chapter in his documentary, you know? Yeah, yeah. No one has more documentaries. Here's what I'm bummed out about. Like, the argument for him versus Jack Nicklaus is over now. He's not going to beat the majors. He's not going to beat the majors record. He's like, so it's now he's cemented as he had a more dominant run, but he's like cemented as the second best golfer of all time now that he can't beat the majors record yeah yeah for now because look jack has more majors sure tiger has more wins and then jack is a way better driver so of a car you have a car thank you wow (laughs) wow (laughs) oh man so he's so jack's obviously the goat oh we got two minutes before the break lebron james has covid he says he's vaccinated. 
He says him and his whole family's vaccinated. Well, you so. can be vaccinated. I, hopefully, he's got like the light version of it. Yeah, I think. I honestly, I think he does. And they they played well last night without him. I mean, that's their thing. Is they got the Lakers got to figure it out how to play without him. I mean, I'm not saying that in a in a bad sense, but they gotta they gotta learn how to play and gel and not lean on him so much. You I noticed mean, last night they couldn't defend and they couldn't hit a three. That's in, without him in the lineup. No, they did defend well. That's what got them the win, honestly. They defended pretty well for the most part. I, I get what you're saying, but, yeah, I mean, that the defense on that team is just not not very good. According to TMZ, which a lot of people are like, hoo hoo, I'm going to tell you it's the best news outlet on the Internet. TMZ does not care. They will give you the story as it is. TMZ says uh, he is currently asymptomatic. His PCR test confirmed that he has the COVID-19. LeBron is fully vaccinated, and he's been following all the team and NBA rules about exposure and everything that is involved with that. It sounds like he's doing it the exact way he's supposed to be doing it. Sure. Yeah, they, I know they sent him home. Uh, he was actually in Sacramento that morning, and then they sent him home once they figured out. So, I think he just needed a break. He didn't even have COVID. He just needed a couple days off. I, as a person, we've had this talk. This time last year, I was missing radio because I had COVID-19. That's just a new injury <laughs> for the general manager for you to fake. The instead of like, the world I held, sprained my ankle. The World Health no, Organization didn't. says the first U.S. case of Omicron was this weekend in Los Angeles. Yeah, Los it's, Angeles. It's actually LeBron. That's what it is. It's so. LeBron. Ugh. We're going to get back. see what you did. One hour of the program left, and we're going to spend that last hour with Vernon Koontz because uh, he's having a blast. He told me during the break. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Top of the hour. Resetting the program with our friend Vernon Koontz. Vernon Koontz, what are you doing calling the na- the state championship game the other day? How was that? I mean, that was, man, it was fun. Yeah? That was, yeah. It was quite the atmosphere, man. I mean, there was a good about 7,500 people there. Um Probably about 20, 25 minutes before kickoff, they basically had to open up the grass area on both sides at Cleveland. I mean, both stands were full. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer of a game, being that they it had was just, not. Yeah, being that they had just played what three weeks before that, and that game came down to literally the last second. Um, but it was still a great atmosphere, and Cleveland, you know, you got to tip your hats. They they came in with a better game plan and. I mean, it was 21-14 at halftime, and ended up being 35-14. So. Van, I know you aren't eyes on it real heavy, but I believe it was like a 21-rep start, right? It was 21-zip, yeah. and we were, you know, me and my broadcast team, I mean, we were kind of talking on a break, and we were like, oh, man, this going to be rough. This, this isn't going to look too good, 21-0 in the first quarter. Here, here's the thing, and Rhea Rancho has the ball, first possession. Makes sense. Okay. 18, they're on their own 18-yard line. Fourth down and 12, and they go for it. First possession. What? Yes, that did happen. The stones. And it was, it. to be fair, was a great call. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It was a great call. Receiver dropped it. But I'm sorry. First possession on the road in that type of atmosphere. You can't You can't go for it on, on fourth. On their own 18? On their own 18 that's yard line. a never ever do Cleveland. That's a yeah, never ever do ever. I don't care what decision. Bubble. Yeah, I mean fourth quarter, 40, 40 yard line, 45 yard line. Eh, yeah, okay. But first possession, own 18 yard line, fourth and 12, and they miss. Can and, I, can I be that guy real quick? Yeah, go ahead. You guys know outside of Pat McAfee, I hate punting. Sure, cool. I do too. 
hate it. It's dumb and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to punt, you're 15 yards back from the spot of the ball, so you're punting from your own three. How far are you going to kick it in high school anyways? 30 yards? So they're going to get the ball in the 33. They're going to score anyways. Forget it. But to be fair, to Rhea, be fair, be fair. I love it. I love it. To, I mean, Reed Rancho has actually a, their quarterback, who's a senior, actually is their punter, and he's not bad. Honestly, okay, he's pretty good. Maybe forty yards. Okay. It's still your your side of the. I say go for it every single. I don't care. You, every time I touch the ball, I got four downs. Every time. I can tell you when they went for it and when they didn't convert. Me standing down there on the sideline, sidelines. Next to all the other media outlets for the news stations, we all just looked at each other and went, what is he doing? Because, I mean, first possession, and literally Cleveland scored in, in three plays, and you could just see the momentum after one score, just the life kind of get sucked out of Rio Rancho's sideline. And then from there, it just went downhill. Sure. And, and honestly, 21-14 at halftime, you basically gifted them a touchdown. It should have been... 14-14 at halftime, right. realistically. That's a different ball game. 35-14 was the conclusion to that one. Yeah. Did you get there early enough to see, like, because they tailgate well. Did, did it feel like pre-COVID kind of environment? Like, what was that energy like? It did, man. Um, I got there at about, game was at 1. I got to Cleveland Stadium at about 11, 10.45, 11 a.m. And I can honestly say the parking lot was about 60% full already. Um, obviously I got to park in the back of the stadium with media, but uh, VIP. driving <laughs> VIP stuff. Yeah. But driving through, I mean, and they, those guys were already out there, uh, tailgating, um, just cause I had done, uh, some Cleveland games in the past and Rio Rancho games in the past this, this season, I had like five or six people, different people ask me if I was hungry and this was two, <laughs> uh, two hours before the game. So, I mean, they were out there, they were ready. I mean, but I want to see that game at UNM field. That that state championship game. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, you got to step it up to a bigger field. I mean, because my thing is, you take that same atmosphere with those same teams, and you put that game at Lobo Field, you get fifteen thousand plus. It's like Easier. being at the pitch. They for had basketball. was seven thousand, right? Yeah. There was about seven seven thousand seventy five hundred people there, and exactly, you can't tell me it's a school thing because where have we played the high school state basketball championships for the last what thirty four years? Sure. I was told by Steve Davis, who owns ProView Networks, that the Cleveland-Rio Rancho game three weeks ago was viewed in over 200,000 homes in New Mexico via DVR or live broadcast. That's bonkers. So that just kind of talks to you about like, the popularity of, of high school football in this state. Which is exactly my point. And, I mean, I've even had that discussion with other media guys around, you know, newscasters. Literally, uh, the game before that, the, the week before that, we had the Rio Rancho-La Cueva, the semifinal, at Rio Rancho pretty packed house um, on both sides and like I said I mean my thing is it should be about the kids I think you reward the kids hey you made it to the state championship game what is the biggest stadium that we have in this state here's your reward go play on that field sure it's a turf field you can't tell me they're going to mess up the field and like I said you put that game in Albuquerque to get 7,500 people at, at Cleveland which is kind of in the middle of nowhere that says something and like I said, even three weeks before that, at Rio Rancho, there was about that crowd there. So, And it was electric. Well, you got Lobo season playing on the same day. I mean, I'm sure you could time it and make sure it works out for everybody. I think the only thing that you couldn't, you couldn't do, you couldn't sway a lot of teams, is you're losing home field advantage. That's why you want to have a higher ranking. That's why you want to have a better regular season record. So you get that home game in the last game. 
but even me talking to coaches, you know, normally how I interview the winning coach after games and the player of the game, and I got I get the growing sense that, like I said, they're all about it for the kids. Sure. They don't they don't. And to be fair, if I'm to be fair, I was waiting for it. I was hoping you would catch that. Okay, so my thing is, you reward the kids. That's what it should be about. And if I'm a, a high school freshman and I've played four years of, of football on that same field, and the one time I make it to state, reward me. I want to go play on Lobo Field. Well, that makes sense too. And, and play sure. in front of fifteen to twenty thousand, or however many people are going to be there. My thing is, you look at the other states in the area. You look at Arizona, they play at Cardinal Stadium. You look at Colorado, they play at uh, Broncos Stadium. You look at Texas, they play in Jerry's World or in Houston, depending on who's in the championship. Right. So you're rewarding the kids. That's what it should be about. You're going to make your money. If you're in MMA or whoever, you're going to make your money because people are going to show up. I mean, that's just the bottom line. But like I said, I mean, it was was a fun game. I wish it would have been a little bit closer, kind of like the first game where it literally came down to the last – seconds yeah but it was still a a loud crowd and they were they were energetic there's a lot of lobos on that field too i mean i interviewed even just a reed rancho alum he's the the uh, starter starting quarterback for the lobos isaiah chavez yeah i've interviewed him a couple times and he shows up when he can to all reed rancho games and he's a great kid and even reed rancho has you know Zach Vigil, the star running back for uh, Re Rancho, mm-hmm. and um, the left tackle for Re Rancho are both going to UNM next right. year. They're yeah. both signed there. So, I mean, you have that that kind of buildup, and you put that same game, you know, like I said, at Lobo Field once again. Hey, come out, watch your future Lobos play. You'll get fifteen, twenty thousand people out there. I agree. I am very much aware that the university that I broadcast for in Mexico Highlands had a couple coaches out there. And it's, it's yeah, these kids end up Lobos and they end up Aggies, but a lot of these kids end up playing somewhere in the state if it's if it's Highlands or if it's Eastern or Western or or wherever it is. Nimi, yeah. Roswell. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a ton of options. And the neatest thing about, like, the lottery here in the state is a lot of these kids get a chance to not just play football at the next level, be it JUCO, D2, or D1, uh, but they, they get to do it, they get to play, and then academically they get assistance from the state. So it's like it's like a triple win. It's a win for the university, the athlete, and the state to be able to kind of keep those kids and all of that here. So, uh, yeah, but a cool year. You guys do a great job on the broadcast. Uh, Sebastian Noel, like, despite all of – like everything in his life that makes him like a horrible person, a terrible friend, a, uh, a as far as a really low quality individual, he's that good of a broadcaster. He's excellent. So being he, able, he makes up for all of his deficits. Yeah, he has so countless a number really. Yeah, yeah. To to identify him as a friend is an insult to the word friend. Right. Thank you. So, but yeah, but what's, the, what's worse than an enemy? Arch nemesis. A, a nemesis. Yeah, he's an a nemesis. Yeah, arch I would, nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as a broadcaster goes. The game, recognize game. Yeah, best in the business. Yeah. So, yeah, but you guys do a tremendous job of that. So Appreciate it. Yeah, so excellent little world of high school athletics and what you guys do for that. Basketball's next? Let's do it. Yeah. You, do you just do PA or do you do sideline stuff for basketball too? Um, that's what we're in discussion with. Um, I've, I've been asked by ProView to do um, – uh, commentary for some basketball games. So as of right now, I, I PA announced for the West Mesa boys basketball team and the West Mesa girls basketball team. Um, so as soon as ProView lets me know, hey, we want you to do this game, then I'll do the the TV broadcast for that too. Or let you know, no, we don't let you know. I'm just kidding. There you go. I mean, there you go. Then then I start over. I mean, but yeah. 
The uh, yeah, the guys over there do a real good job. If you're a fan of like athletics here in the state, the the guys over at Provia are just absolute top tier. They they bring the morning show here to you. Sure. Yeah, they live stream just Embiida every day. Bonus. Yeah. Who what? needs coffee? Why? Hey, why aren't we live streamed? What's going on here, Provio? Excellent point. Uh oh. Uh oh. I can already tell you. They don't, well, actually, they, behind the glass. Yeah. We've... I mean, it's, oh, because of Vital. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it makes sense. <laughs> Vital's like, what? What did I do? Vital's like, I signed up for radio, not TV. Can get you on better than me not being on. It's, well, I, I think you have a world talent, Michael. I don't know why you just said that. Don't know why at all. Let's grab an early break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about the NFL. There's kind of a weird CTE story that's disturbing and a little darker than the jokes that we normally bring. Yeah. So we're going to we're gonna downshift just slightly in our energy to talk about that. Uh, and we will do it with our friend Vernon Koontz, who's joining us all day today and for the remainder of the program. Dave Busters presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, boys. Pull out your cell phones. Open up your Spotify. Because today, well, and also, like, follow your boys on Spotify. Like, our podcast does very well. Yeah. Two men on on Spotify, you can find us. We're also on Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. We're also on Stitcher. Yeah. We're also on SoundCloud. We're literally on everywhere. Like, wherever you grab your podcast, we're there. Like, we're on every podcast crawler. That guy Steve at Denny's, he used to give me my podcast. Are we there, too? Are you talking about podcast? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. So December 1st <laughs> is the 2021 year in review, and my podcast says I'm really into American folk. So that is my listening to music. I love everything apparently about uh, bluegrass, which I didn't realize I was so passionate about. Did you just leave it playing on one night and it just kept playing over and over again? Because that happens to a lot of people. My number one song of the year was Always Been You by Quinn XCII. So, I don't know who that is. That's okay. Cause I never <laughs> heard of that. like a pop rap. I think um, making stuff up. Nope. I, I think he is. And I'm a big Luke Christopher guy, so, a lot of, I, so Hearts was up there too for me. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing this up is we always do our year in review program at our very last episode in December of whatever year it is. Okay. Uh, but Vernon, that's like strong possibility. You won't be with us for that. So uh, of the 11 months that you've seen in 2021, what is your sports moment of the year? Oh man, this is tough. What about, what about my Jags? Yeah. My what Jacksonville am- Jags drafting Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I thought you were going to say finally getting some airtime on ESPN. Uh, Just, you get to see the future. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, yeah, but honestly drafting Trevor Lawrence, I've been a Jags fan since I was 16 and it's been bad. Let's just be real. And it's been hard at times to be a Jaguars fan. But yeah, you had like three good years with Leftwich and yeah, Br- MJD. Yeah, uh, actually, Leftwich and David Garrard. That was oh Garrard. That was yeah. a good transition. Well, we had Jones, Drew, and yeah. Fred Taylor. Yeah. Well, in 2017, when you guys went to the AFC, AFC Championship. Championship, Miles Jack wasn't down. Clay That's all I'm Campbell. Say. Uh, okay. Miles Jack wasn't down. <laughs> <laughs> see, you see what you guys did to me there? My bad. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but honestly, seeing seeing how happy my, you know, some of my family members are that are season ticket holders, you know, they've obviously been fans since the Jacksonville Jaguars were a team or announced as a team. So seeing seeing us get 
a potentially franchise quarterback, you know, a, I'm going to go ahead and call it a, a generational quarterback, was a big moment. So we're still young. We still got to build around him. I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl next year, but it's promising to be able to look forward to, okay, like I can see my team being a playoff team in the next three, four, or five years. Gina, Matt. Nate Dello, did you hear that? He didn't say peep about the gladiator. No, not a word. I not heard a it. word. Uh, here he didn't we say go. Anything about the gladiator? Bastion Noel. I, everyone is involved, really, with the organization. So wow. Vernon, Vernon gave us his Ver- full list yeah. during the break. <laughs> Vernon <laughs> Koontz does not care about the Duke City Gladiators. The gladiators <laughs> yeah. were thirteenth, fourteenth on the list. I can't remember. They're at, way down. At, <laughs> it wasn't even a baker's dozen. It was. Yeah. It was worse than. Had to make up a new a new chart. That's, oh, that's I went. I had to turn the page. So you heard it here, guys. When I'm no longer the the on-field MC next season, <laughs> this is why. Go back to this moment right here. They know I'm kidding. No, no, no. It's all in fun. The I, I mine is yours is cool because yours is draft night and yours is, and the draft was like April. Yeah, normalish this year for the NFL. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, how neat it was for the nation to look at the Jaguars for the first time in a long time. Jaguars. Jaguar. Ah. Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. <laughs> the 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 Lawrence pick broke my heart because I'm such a Gardner Minshew guy. Like I love Gardner Minshew. To me, Gardner Minshew is everything I want to be when I grow up. But they got it. I the mean, hair included, specifically the, the hair, mullet is the yeah, hair and the mullet and the mustache. But the shorts, the jorts, the jorts. That's what they call them. We, I mean, they're strong. They're like super strong. <laughs> the uh, mine is, and we'll talk about this obviously at length at the end of the year. Mine was the return of like fandom, like fans to pro wrestling. Like WrestleMania this year was uh, at Raymond James Stadium down there in Tampa, and and fans came back to wrestling because wrestling was garbage during the pandemic. It was it was in like a empty warehouse. There were crickets. You tried to sell it to me. Yeah. And you're like, it's more cinematic now, and it's more like a movie. And I was like, no, no, you need the fans. You need the fan interaction. It's just not right. It was not right. The yeah. energy, you need that energy is what, what you need off of the crowd. The yeah. crowd, the guys feed off of that. The crowd feeds off the guys. I mean, and without that, it just, yeah. And there was such a, like, a buildup, too, because you were so, you know, excited for the opening match, and you were so excited for everything. And then right before, because it's Florida, it just starts pouring rain. And you're like, can we? Is, will we never have pro wrestling in front of fans again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. So that, that was my. And we'll talk about this more at length when we do our our year in review. But I don't know. It's kind of it was a weird year for sports. Tampa Bay winning a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay. Yeah. The Tom Brady's first year. Just so incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Just everything about it. The mm-hmm. Major League Baseball was as good as it had ever been this year. There's even in the COVID year, Major League Baseball. Where did the Dodgers win that ring? Mm-hmm. Texas, new Texas Stadium because right. of COVID. It wasn't in their stadium or the other team stadium for that for that much. Mine's pretty easy. I got a bunch. When we do our year interview, I got a bunch. Same, yeah. But me personally, me selfishly, is watching the run of my Astros. Even though the results weren't ideal, it's just like watching all these young guys emerge. Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and good young pitching and beating a a really good White Sox team and a really good Red Sox team in the playoffs, but still coming up short. Well, and, and the, a, the thing that's interesting about your favorite like baseball one is like that's not even as good as the St. Louis Cardinals seventeen game win streak. Like not even close, really. Well, they played for like three weeks more, so well, I mean it was tough <laughs> loss against backup catcher. Uh, I can't remember your name, Taylor. Chris Taylor, who is about to sign with the Dodgers. 
maybe before midnight. Oh, big surprise. No one else wants to offer him a deal. The Dodger Nation. I mean, but I got a question for you. Where's the trash cans included with that? That's a good question. Not this year. Ugh. No. No, I'm I'm rational and reasonable. <laughs> like, yeah. Van, what was... I'm not a like a trash can denier. Okay. Like That's Aaron Rodgers. Like, I believe the science. Yes. The science oh. says they cheated. Van, what was the number one play on your Spotify year in review? The number one song? Yes. Headshots. Harvey. Headshots by Isaiah Rashad. It's like a song about photography? Uh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. He should have said Barbie Girl. Uh, that also by Aqua? That was, that was 2002. <laughs> Wait, how does he know that? What? Uh, well, that's something I would know. That's well, very on brand. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, let's grab a break so we got enough time for today's I-9 Varsity. Today's I-9 Varsity is the Varsity of Strong Logos. Get ready for that one. Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM AM 610 D Sports Animal Back on the program, final segment of the program Three hours in the books Couldn't have done it without one Vernon Koontz Vernon! Yes sir Did you enjoy it friend? Oh yeah, this was fun man, this is right up my alley I hate whenever we bring someone in Who does this as a hobby and they do it better than us I hate that Uh oh are you talking about an overwhelming majority of people we bring in here that do it better than us? Am I talking about whenever we're talking about the Lobos and friend of the show and friend in real life, Rob Portnoy, is just listening and he calls in and he's like, guys, like, let me actually give you the story. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Vernon Kuntz, uh, voice of New Mexico high school athletics and hype man for the Duke City Gladiators. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of Strong Logos. Very strong. Okay, so you can contact I-9 Sports at League Office 280 and i9sports.com or call the office, 505-312-4999. Reach out to them. Uh, Developmental leagues, obviously the 20 major sports you can think of. Get your kid in young. Get your kid started. Also, we had Jamie Lynn on the program yesterday, who is the owner of I-9 Sports here in town, and she talked about her foundation, which has helped like a countless number of young adults get into all kinds of ventures, uh, including playing I-9 Sports, but like there was like, what was it, com- competitive uh, breakdancing? Yeah. That's a real one. We're not mm-hmm. making up. I think there was like a, some kid wanted to get into fly fishing symphony, and we were like, cool. I'm not even sure what that means, but yes. Yeah. So anyway, so a world of excitement and the excellent job they do. League Office 280 at i9sports.com or call the office 505 312 4999. If you want to be a friend to us, tell them that your boy sent you. All right, the varsity today is strong logos, fellows. Ooh. Would you like me to go first or would one of you like to go first? Go ahead and kick it off, buddy. I will kick it off. Uh, I'm going to go with the original WWF logo. Uh, so mm. the original WWF logo is the W on top of the W with the F coming off the side. Give me the yellow on blue classic. Uh, You bootleg print that thing on a gray T-shirt right now, I'd wear it anywhere. Uh, So I'm going with the original, like, 80s WWF logo. And by the way, like, World Wildlife Federation, come on, come on. Stealing, Stealing WWF acronym. Nobody cares about animals. No, not a single person. I know. Not one person I know in my <laughs> life likes animals. Have you ever ate the flesh of an animal? Because that stuff tastes good. Yeah, see? Yeah. 
See, and the funny thing is, my logo is literally an animal. So sweet. Yes. All right. Well, I would, would you like to go second? Or... I'll go second. Please do. You're gonna have to Google this now. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not might... gonna let you cheat. Okay. I might, I might know. It. All right. I'm gonna go go with the Albany Great Danes. Ooh. Okay. No, I don't know that one. Yeah. See. See. Big look old. It look it up. Big old Marmaduke looking. Yeah. Okay. Logo. Yeah. Watch yeah. this. Okay. So this this is the type of logo that like what I would call a um a uh, hoodlum would get tattooed <laughs> uh, as large as they could on their bicep. This thing is intimidating. Oh my! Hey, he said strong logos. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, very strong. Yeah. It's very strong and intimidating. Yeah. First. On my varsity, uh-huh. I-9 varsity of strong logos, I'm going to go with a logo created by Joe Gold in Venice Beach, California. Oh, okay. With over uh, 700 worldwide locations, I really like the logo of Gold's Gym. Yeah, that's a very good logo. Bright yellow, and it's got the dude in the middle, the Gold's Gym, and uh-huh. bold letters right around it. I think it's a very strong logo. I agree. That's very good. Excellent. Thank you. Um I know I had started off with the WWF logo from the 80s. Um, I think maybe a little superior to that is the WWF logo from the 90s. And that's the Attitude Area logo where it's the, it's the like, looks like it's scratched in to like a public, like a public picnic table with a knife. And it's got the, the hard white on the red um, for the Attitude Area. It was a very Attitude esque logo. So I'm going to go with the WWF slash WWE logo of of the 90s into the early 2000s i like it i like it i'm gonna stick with with college okay okay, okay. College smart theme. yeah all right i'm gonna go with the cleveland state vikings i mean the dude looks the mascot looks crazy i can just say that i mean does he look like a very strong viking oh yeah yeah mm, okay, yeah that would make sense the uh it, he looks as if you were playing like a like an app video game van where you had to kill barbarians and this would be the picture that represents <laughs> you in the game but, oh, you're that guy. He's yeah. not the the Viking you have to kill at the last level. Uh, to my understanding, Vikings kill and they are not killed. Although, historically speaking, I don't know if that's 100% accurate. I bet there's some Viking bones out there. Let's go find them. Like like a, like a set of dominoes? Viking bones. <laughs> that what you're talking about? Minnesota. Nice. Did they play wow. that on the – did Dante Culpepper play that on the boat? Ooh. Ooh. Next on my I-9 varsity uh-huh. of strong logos. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go with Planet Fitness. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. They have over 2,339 clubs in North America. Uh-huh. And, and it's it's a gear. Like, it's a very strong gear. And Correct. A, a very strong thumbs up. Big like, thumbs up in front of Hey, it. you can do this. It says Planet Fitness right across yeah. the front. You know what you're doing with it. You know why you're there. Planet, so almost, Planet Fitness, a very strong you, logo. If you, work out at, if you work out at the Planet Fitness, you can be strong yourself. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, in 2014, WWE changed their logo to the new style of logo. I don't know if you guys have seen this, uh, but it's two hard, almost metallic or reflective style W's uh, plated on top of each other over the iconic red swoosh. So I'm going to go with the WWE logo of today. I think it's a very strong logo. All right. All right. I'm going to stick with the sports team, not oh, college. Okay. We're going to yeah. switch it up a little bit. Smart. You're going to want to look this up, this because right. this reminds me of something childhood-wise. Okay. The New Haven Beast. It's a hockey team. It's a minor league hockey team. you got to look this one up. Okay. Because I'm going to show you. Once you look it up, I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of. So the, That uh, is so, dark. So <laughs> this is very gremlin-esque. Boom. There yeah. it is. Gizmo. Yeah. Gremlins. This, is, uh, this Gizmo. looks to me 
like the logo for the New Haven Beast, the ice hockey team, was drawn by a child, submitted in a contest, and then was made only slightly better for print purposes by the professionals involved with the organization. But a very talented child. Yeah. Like, a, talent, very, like a very talented yeah, child. Yeah, very strong. But they did. That they did wa- d- just watch Gremlins. Yeah, literally. Very good. Next on my I-9 varsity of strong logos, uh-huh. I'm going to go with 24-hour fitness. Oh, okay. So it says it right there on the logo. I mean, yeah. what what is it? 24-hour fitness. I think... Okay, makes a lot of sense. It's a very strong logo. In the 90s, uh, a rebranding occurred after Ted Turner of TBS purchased WCW World Championship Wrestling. And his logo of the WCW, which, if you recall, beat the WWF in TV ratings for 53 consecutive weeks, was at one point the strongest logo in pro wrestling. Therefore, it's a very strong logo. Hmm. Mm. All right, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. Okay. Get out of the sports realm. Uh, Okay. I'm going to go with the Apple logo. Oh, okay. Uh, How powerful and how much money is that logo worth? Let's just just take this as an example. You're watching a movie, and somebody has their Apple iPhone or an iMac, and that Apple emblem is in the background. Mm Mm-hmm. How much attention does that get? Well, I'm sitting here with an Apple Watch, Apple Phone, MacBook, and iPad right in front of you. <laughs> boom, boom. If I see like someone have like a MacBook in a movie, I know they're employed. See, there yeah. it is. You also, if if they have like a an Acer or something, I'm like, well, well, I need some more data on this guy. <laughs> so here's a fun one. If in a film a character is using an Apple product, they have to be a good guy. That's negotiated by Apple in every movie, and you'll notice that moving forward. Huh. Wow. Yeah, kind of I neat. I did, not, I did not know that. There you See? go. Go ahead, man. Next on my I-9 varsity, uh-huh. strong logo. Yeah. I'm going to go with friend of the show, Uh huh. Evolve Strong. Oh, it's a very oh. good logo. Very good yeah. logo. The Rise of the Phoenix. It's Super the, smart. The Phoenix wings, and right underneath it, you get the information about Evolve Strong. I'm gonna, I think it's a very strong logo. It's very good. Thank you. The New World Order debuted in 1996 as Hulk Hogan, for the first time in his pro wrestling career, went from face to heel, which is a wrestling terminology for bad guy, creating the New World Order. The New World Order, the NWO, is one of the greatest logos in the history of logo creation. Out of all your answers, that's the best one. Well, yes, it's on the varsity. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right, mine, hmm. I'm gonna go with the Amazon logo, man. Oh, that's okay. That, so that's JV. You you fell okay. off the list. Did you I guys, fall off the list? You guys get. Do you know how much that's worth? It's, well, Jeff, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's not. Do I have to call Jeff right now? I mean, it's. it's a, I'm I just. Mean, I'm gonna say the word. I don't want to say it. I'm gonna say the word. It's a little too phallic for your boy. I don't like it. Really? Yeah, it's not for me. The length or the width? I don't like lowercase a's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? All right. All right. Uh, we'll switch it up. We'll switch <laughs> it up. What about the Nike logo? Okay, well that's iconic. There's a, there's a storyline behind that. Yeah, I it say that costs like ten bucks. <laughs> there's a story behind Amazon too. From the texture, the Evolve Strong logo can be confused easily with a Pegasus. So oh, I believe hmm. Pegasus is strong. I don't know if that's confusion. I believe it's intentional. Interesting. Hmm. Man, you got one more. Do you notice how on the Amazon logo, the little arrow mm-hmm. goes from A to Z? Oh. You didn't notice that, did you? You never noticed that. I didn't notice that. Yeah. See? See? Come on. So I get off the JV list now. So last. Oh, come on. Cut me some slack. Last on my I-9 Varsia Strong logos is another friend of the show. Oh, okay. It's where I like to go get strong Uh every morning. Yeah. 
the YMCA. It's a very good, strong logo. It's a very strong logo. Very that strong. is. That is. The, obviously, the answer to this is the Two Men On logo. Make sure you check that out yeah. at TalkABQ and all of our social media outlets. The Two Men On logo is the winner today. Vernon, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun, man. Did you say hi to all the people you need to say hi to? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, shout out to all the Duke City Gliders uh, staff that's out there, if they're listening. Players, staff. I mean, I'm ready for next season, man. Love that. Starts yeah. in May. Van, any final words before we go? My goodness, too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. <laughs>